Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Five early signs, a video, Discoculia in adults, two e-kids and learning disabilities with Jane Emerson. This is our podcast for week 38 in 2018, and we welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Disco Coolia Services, to help us review the links for this week. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, uh, happy to be here. Yeah, Thank good you. to see you back. Good to see you back. We have wonderful links this week. The, the first one is very useful. It's, uh, it's about five early signs. So what can we learn here? Well, this is about uh, detection of learning disabilities, and it's always an issue. And this uh, website, Mom Junction. Mm-hmm. Uh, gives a very nice overview of five signs in in a young child that could point to a learning disability. Now, I, let's not go over all of them because you can read it yourself. Um, and uh, one is particularly interesting, and that is about memory. Mm-hmm. And they make the point here that sometimes children perform very well in preparatory and revision tasks, but they don't show... Uh, very good results uh, during an exam or a, or a test. Mm-hmm. So if they are suffering from a learning disability, it becomes difficult to memorize and retain large portions of information. Okay. And they sometimes have an issue with short-term memory. And if that is failing, um, that again is a very common characteristic uh what we see among middle school students with learning disabilities. So they have been able to keep up so till the end of elementary school. And then when the load is getting much larger in middle school, uh, they can't keep up with that. Right. And you can definitely also see that in the testing. Okay. And it's important to work with students on that memory enhancement so that um, their capability to do all Topics, but specifically math, can be uh, bolstered. Okay, okay. Well, that's, that's good advice. That's good advice. And yes, uh, yeah, our listeners need to uh, click on the link, and then you'll see uh, the Mom Junction website. And uh, you know, we don't want to uh, sort of uh, spill beans on it, but they have a wonderful uh, list of early uh, early warning signs. Mm-hmm. Our next link is a video. Let's see if we can uh, listen in here for a minute. And this comes to us from understood. Dyscalculia isn't a familiar term for a lot of people, but this math learning disability is quite common. In fact, researchers think it might be as common as dyslexia. Dyscalculia makes it hard to understand and work with numbers. It affects children at school and also in their everyday lives. They might have trouble measuring ingredients, for instance, or making exact change in a store. Children don't outgrow dyscalculia, but there are strategies and teaching approaches that can help them learn and enjoy math. It's not clear. Okay, and, and this goes on uh, for quite some time. Um, a video from the Understood uh, website, uh, uh, one of our heroes. Uh, yes, this is uh, Dr. Daniel Ansari in Canada. And he's a great expert and, and researcher in dyscalculia. And I can only advise you, click on the link, listen to this. You will get a lot of very uh, good uh, research 
information and his explanations are really clear. He talks about the common dyscalculia symptoms uh, and how and when they might occur and what you can do to help your uh, child who is struggling in math. I, I can only recommend uh, to view this, uh, this whole uh, video. Good, good. And in the background, the listeners may sometimes hear the barking from our studio dog, Susie, who has been eliminated out of the studio for this recording because of bad manners. And uh, But she clearly disagrees with us, so you, you'll hear her in the background. Anyway, our next link is uh, about dyscalculia in adults. And we did hear Dr. Ansari say something about that. You do not outgrow it. But is that true? Do adults even have dyscalculia? Absolutely. It is It is definitely something that adults still struggle with. And many people seem to think that dyscalculia only happens in children uh, and that you magically outgrow it. Well, this is a difference in your brain that is not magically disappearing. That's not true. There's other people who think that math is only important to get through high school and that you can stop worrying about it after that. That's also not true because math is still a requirement in many of the college educations. And then math is just everywhere around us. From uh, your uh, cell phone plan, the mortgage on your home, your car loan, cooking in the kitchen, calculating a tip in a restaurant. There's so many things where math is really useful in your real life, just keeping track of time. And all those things are uh, really hard for those uh, people. Now, luckily, there are some restaurants here that sometimes print uh, the various tip levels under the oh, bill yeah, so that people that. do not have to calculate Oh, it. I thought that that was to encourage me to give more. <laughs> Possibly also. And the article and the link gives uh, some more information and emphasizes the need to get a diagnosis as an adult and that you can still work to remediate the dyscalculia. Now, we have several adult students in our practice and uh, who had, were just kind of fed up with the frustration not to be able to do a lot of those math-related things and they wanted to get remediated and we work fine with them and we definitely hope it changes their life. We're talking to Dr. Schroeder, the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com and we're looking at the links provided on our website DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com. Now our next link is called 2E Kids. What does that actually mean? Oh yeah, 2E, that is the, the abbreviation shorthand for twice exceptional. So uh, double exceptional basically mm -hmm. and it refers to children who have a learning disability in one area but are gifted in another area okay and the child mind institute puts it this way once 2e kids are identified it can still be difficult to get the support these children need in school yes if they are in a gifted program they may be floundering in a certain area if they're placed in a special ed program it may not challenge them and they may be frustrated and restless. So in either case, anxiety, depression, a lack of self-esteem and, and emotional dysregulation can be the result of that, leading to, to yeah, pretty profound behavior problems in, in some cases. 
And they go on to make the point that our schools are set up to have children meet the academic levels of the curriculum and the children may still be on grade level despite their challenges, so they do not get noticed. <laughs> now, here's where action from the parents is necessary to advocate for their children. Obviously, they need to understand what's going on. And luckily, here uh, nearby, we have a school uh, called the Reynard School where uh, students can uh, work on their level and they may be ahead one or two years in one topic and they might struggle in another and they might get that in a little bit lower level. So that's a very innovative, special school and I hope that more will be, um, will be uh, founded all over the country right. because uh, children do not all uh, develop their abilities in different subjects exactly at the, the same, same time in the same pace right. and you still want to serve them yeah. uh, according to their their needs absolutely absolutely so that's twice exceptional interesting interesting well our last link uh, for the week is about dyslexia dyscalculia and dyspraxia with jane emerson and let me see i think it links to little sound bite that we can hear maybe let me see if we can hear it here here's that button welcome to the learning scientist podcast a podcast for teachers students and parents about evidence-based practice and learning this podcast was funded by the welcome trust chartered college of teaching and listeners like you if you like our podcast and want to support our efforts to spread the science of learning, please check out our Patreon, where we're posting exclusive content for our supporters. You can also rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes to show your support. We're here in London at the early conference with Jane Emerson. And so, Jane, if you could introduce yourself, maybe explain a little bit about your background, your, your area, your career, and then we can go from there. Well, hello, thanks for talking to me today. I started off as a speech and language therapist, uh, training in London at the Central School of Speech and Drama, and uh, I think you call them speech pathologists over there. Mm -hmm. And uh, while I was training, I got very interested in the work of Bevy Hornsby, who founded the Dyslexia Clinic in Bart's Hospital many years ago. And I was at the beginning of my career, and I won't say she was at the end, but there were quite a few years between us. And I got the opportunity to meet lots of people who were very eminent in the field of dyslexia. I then worked for the NHS, but they wanted me to work with preschool children, and I wanted to work with school-aged children. So I resigned at a very early age and uh, approached the Dyslexia Teaching Centre, where I worked freelance, again, from a very young age. I realised I needed some sort of degree rather than a diploma, so I did my Master's in Human Communication, which actually was just a, a title above doing a Master's in Speech Therapy. And uh, after some experience um, working in schools, I founded my own centre, Emerson House, um, in West London. And there, um, with my colleagues, I worked um, with dyslexics, dyspraxics, um, and my colleagues worked with dyscalculia, but then I took over that branch of the work as well. So many books have been written about 
dyslexia that um, there was obviously a huge need for more work with dyscalculia. Okay, well, uh, I, I, I guess we cannot play the uh, whole podcast, but it's very interesting uh, for listeners to actually listen to the uh, the real uh, podcast. It's it's uh, it's in our link. Yes, yes, she's uh, Jane Emerson is is a prominent writer about dyslexia, and she has her like we heard her own center now in London, uh, which is also pretty famous. Uh, she also works a lot with children with dyscalculia and they published a few books about their experience that are really very good. And uh, she works, or should I say she worked because he's retired now uh, with uh, Dr. Butterworth, who's uh, world famous obviously in, uh, in the area of uh, dyscalculia. Now, uh, Miss Emerson has enormous experience, very much recommended to listen to that podcast and hear her discuss the topics. Okay, and that's the end of our links for this week. Thank you, Dr. Schroeder, for coming in and sharing your insights as always. We hope to see you back next week. Dr. Schroeder is the founder of DiscoCuliaservices.com and you can follow her on Twitter and on Facebook and she maintains boards both on Pinterest and on Flipboard. And she runs five free webinars and all the information about that is at webinars.discoculiatrainingcenter.com. Now, if you want to know if you have dyscalculia, you can do the free dyscalculia checklist on our website, dyscalculiaservice.com, in the left navigation panel. Or you can get a more comprehensive math and dyscalculia screening test at dyscalculiatesting.com. Dr. Schroeder is on a mission to increase the number of dyscalculia tutors, and for this purpose, she has developed a whole online course for teachers and other interested people who want to become dyscalculia tutors. And you can find all the information about that at dyscalculiatutor.org. Discoculia uh... Headlines Weekly is a production from DiscoculiaHeadlines.com. You can find us on the web at DiscoculiaHeadlines.com and we are on Twitter at DiscoculiaHead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at DiscoculiaHeadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you, and until next week, you can count on us.